before the goddess Marathi came, most beautiful and terrible of deities. After millennia of plotting, this master of intrigue and manipulation has seized the divine power that she always knew to be her right. Now she desires that all mortal beings worship her. Though whether they do so through love or through fear, she does not care in the slightest. Even allies must beware such unchecked ambition, for Marathi has already shown that she will not allow crude notions of honor to stand between her and ultimate power. At Marathi Cain's command march the daughters of Cain, fanatical killers who devote themselves to mastery of the blade and the barbed lash. Woe betide those who earn their wrath, for these merciless elves attack in a whirlwind of pale flesh and razor-keen knives, slashing throats and slicing open bellies. As they kill, they scream praises to the god of murder, growing ever more frenzied and lightning swift as their skin is slathered with gore. Cauldrons of blood are rolled forward to catch the gruesome deluge. The misshapen forms of scath-born warriors emerge from conjured mists. Bat-winged Kinneri and slithering Melisai, the mightiest champions of Marathi, let loose to wreak a terrible vengeance upon those who would deny her majesty. At the behest of their beloved goddess, the Cainites sweep far across the mortal realms, from their shadow strongholds in Ulgu to the distant plains of war-torn Gur. In an age of expansion and strife, they sense the chance to spread the influence of their violent creed and, in doing so, further the already immense power of Marathi Cain. War calls, and the daughters of Cain answer. Welcome to the garage, you tools. For the next two hours or thereabouts, we're going to keep you informed, entertained, and have a few laughs along the way, bringing you blood and elf ladies and more blood and then some blood and a knife and some poison and some more blood and, and a knife and murder yes i'm dave whitech and with me as always is my co-host my partner in crime the man who's almost as enthusiastic about these books as i am Whoa. christopher walker hello hello What's up? hey daughter's yeah. kane yeah yeah Murder, death. I like we think this we, book. It's not a true crime. That's not a true crime podcast. It's just the daughters of Cain. Yeah, no kidding. I like this book though. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. I like the book. Like it was fun to read. Mm-hmm. They're insane, but it's fun to read. Yeah. Um, we're gonna get to that though in just a few minutes. First, we got to thank our sponsors. Sponsors like Chaos Orc Superstore. Superstore. And Six Squared Studios for all your basing and MDF needs. And, oh, did you see what I posted on the Facebook page? Yeah. They're getting their new place? Yeah. Sweet! Very cool. I uh, said that we'd go there and do a podcast. Oh, we, well, I, I, Heather and I wanted to go down. We were supposed to go down and visit them anyway. But, yeah, mm-hmm. we should definitely, if we could find a time to go down there and, uh, and do a show, that would be awesome. Yeah. What do you do? You fl- go to Toronto, drive over, or do you go to Buffalo and drive up? I don't know. I don't remember how we went last time. We went up mm-hmm. kind of through Michigan, I think, and then we're around there, and then we're up there. Oh, you drove? Yeah, we drove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not that far. It's really not that far. Mm-hmm. I mean, we drive to Florida to go to Disney World, so, like, yeah. to, you know, going up to Toronto was not an issue at all. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, who else? Oh, of course, Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, because there's always something happening at Grognards. Heck yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. Oh, I'm jealous. Mm. God, you know what? The expansion, though, is fantastic. It's really good. And oh, I was over there with my kids this weekend. And, uh, of course, every time we go in there, we have to use the bathroom. And it's like it's only an hour drive, but, like, nobody can ever hold it. So, like, we <laughs> walked in, and, and Todd's like, what do you guys drive from Canada? Every time you come in here, your kids are straight back to the bathroom. I'm like, ah, and I just fed them along the way. What do you want? <laughs> but uh, then then uh, Morgan was in there. And you've met Morgan. She was with oh, us yeah. at Adepticon. Uh-huh. So we were, I was talking with Todd, and we were talking about my, my plans to buy the pizza place next door. Yeah, and tear down that wall, and you have more space <laughs> for gaming, and you could just sell you could sell snacks, uncooked snacks on the counter. But it, there is a pizza oven in that place. I, yeah. I'd come in on the weekends and just bake some pizzas and be like pizza. And then Morgan was like, "This was your idea for him." I'm like, "Yeah." And people are like, "You don't know anything about retail, do you?" She's like, "You're a moron." She's like, "You know you need a <laughs> license to sell food." I'm like, "License schmeisens." And Todd's like, "See, no, that's not how this works." <laughs> so apparently, all of my ideas were crap. But no, you, they were well intentioned. It's Roselle, so you just you know. I just hey, I was excited. Grease the right palms, you can get anything you want. Oh wow, wow! No. I don't, I don't know. I just yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah. But I was in there just to to get a few things and get the latest uh, white dwarf and. Uh, yep. <coughs> excuse me, I'm dying. That's not Jeez. a good pain. Um, and uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that it is. Awesome at Grognards. It looks so nice. Like every time mm-hmm. I come in, it just looks better. And they're going to be doing relatively soon a big, like, official, like, hey, everything's open and we're done. Come see the place. Yeah. And I think it's going to be like a full on, like, three day weekend of, like, oh, cool. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Come on in. We've got stuff. Nice. I'm super jazzed for that. But that's Grognards. Okay. Yeah. Also, let's not forget our Patreon sponsors. The Patreon sponsors, the people who go to patreon.com slash garagehammer and say, you know what? I'm going to give you guys some money every time you put out a show. Now, it, we've got it limited to twice, so if I ever put out a bonus episode, nobody gets charged. You know, they, they get that. Mm-hmm. But those people, are those I love those people. Those people, I, you know, I, I will bake cakes and, and, and bring them to events if patrons are going to be there. No, maybe nice. small cakes. Or I'll have Harrison do it because he can bake. He likes that British baking show, and he's gotten that as one of his hobbies. He can bake. Make him nice. bake. But, yeah, no, thank you guys because it's, it's seriously awesome that you guys really, how much you love this show. And it really, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you all patrons, past, present, and if you're contemplating being one in the future, thank you. Especially our associate producers, Christopher Sanders and Jake C., and our executive producers, Colin Miller and Scott Milne. Thank you all. And don't forget, Thanks, Scott's, Scott's got his uh, his event. Um it's posted on the Facebook page because, of course, it's posted on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's a Blood Bowl thing. Go check the Facebook page, and you will see it. And it is awesome. It's going to be great. And I like. I want you know. I just want to help help him promote it. He does a lot for the show. And so it's the Battle for Breath Nuffle Cup 2022. And where is it? It's going to be Charity Blood Bowl Tournament to help Cystic Fibrosis. Coaches are given $1.25 million to build their roster. Goes through the rules. It's all on the Garage Hammer Facebook page. So go check it out. It's pinned up to the top. It's October 30th, so you got plenty of time. It is in Ontario, Waterloo, Ontario, in Canada. But if you're in that area, 
You yeah. should do this. It's far from me, but some of you, it might be right around the corner. All right, what else? Oh, voicemail. I don't think we we had, we got no voicemail. I'm sad. There's no voicemails. Oh. You know we have voicemail, right, Chris? I got voicemail I, for I, the show. Yeah. And I was hoping we'd get some. In, there's none. Nobody. Yeah. Nope. Nothing. The last yeah. one was June 1st, and we played it. Hmm. We haven't gotten a call in almost a month. Nobody loves us anymore. But <laughs> if somebody decided they did and they wanted a call and be like, hey, it's June 2022, which means you've completed 12 years of podcasting. You're starting your 13th year with this episode, and that's awesome. And we just wanted to call in and be a part of the show. You could do that by calling 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's right, 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Call the number, leave a voicemail, we play it on the air. That's the deal. Just don't yeah. cuss. Yeah, do it. Call in. Call in. Why not? I think that's everything. I'm kind of all over the place today. I'm in, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm in, a, I'm in a mood. I'm, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling funky, so who knows where this is going to go. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm all about this. So, Chris, yo, before we go to commercial break, mm-hmm. thumbs up or thumbs down? How much you like the book? How much? That's not a rating system. Thumbs up, or thumbs <laughs> down. But thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you think? Uh, thumbs up, definitely. I, I like it a lot. It's a, uh, I mean, the lore is, uh, it's nothing. Most of it's nothing we haven't covered before. But there's some nuggets in here which are super cool. And then the army itself is excellent. Yep. Yeah, I think what I like about this, like you said, it dis- it doesn't necessarily cover new ground, but it takes the ground we've already seen and it adds more detail. Yeah, they're not bringing in new storyline. They're just like, oh, remember this thing we told you about? Here's a few more adjectives thrown mm-hmm. in. Here's a little bit more detail. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So we're gonna get to that in just about two minutes and two seconds. Right after this break, we'll be right back. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we are back. Hello, we're back. Hey, all right. The Daughters of Cain. Hmm. I like this cover. I like Marathi Cain. I think she's kind of awesome. She really is kind of awesome. <laughs> she's I horrible. A, I have a love-hate relationship with this character. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and you should. You mm. should because let's. I want to say this. 
I've never been a fan of dark elves. Everybody knows it. I don't like. I, I never liked them because I felt like they chose to be bad and they revel in bad. Like, chaos is chaos. It's what it mm-hmm. is. People yeah. who give themselves over to chaos become corrupted, become part of chaos. The elves are fighting against chaos. They just choose to be this awful. Uh, the dark elves choose to be this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they... The dark... They, they're they the Nagarothi. That's what they well, do. Yeah. That's, that's their vibe. Yeah. You go they, back they to, like, even fantasy, though. It was like, hey, we just are setting up places where we worship blood and murder and they just choose to be that way yeah and i've they got it, they got sucked into i mean there's the whole we could talk forever about the dark elves but we don't want to go there in this right episode and that's not what i'm saying but i'm saying they mm-hmm. choose it right and that's always sort yeah. of been a thing for me it's like wow you 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 can be so much more and you choose to be this <laughs> and i'm just like eh but Let's hand it to Marathi. She's outlived just about everybody. She's a survivor. Let's give her that. And she and she, she achieved godhood, which she has been trying since before I've been playing this game. Yeah. I mean she I mean I came into this game and she'd already existed forever and was making her bid and her power and manipulating yeah. this that and the other always trying. Yeah. I mean she came out of nowhere in the age of Anarian and you know Started started her her mission, you know. Yeah, she kind of comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. This nobody who suddenly is in power and gets there and holds it. Yeah, holds her own against Malekith or Malarian, whatever you want to call him. I mean, she's really the genesis of the whole dark elf thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. No, she's she's awful, but she's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, she. I mean, these other guys, they just sort of became gods, right? Sigmar just went from the barbarian king to god somehow at some point. Yeah, he just kind of walked off into the sunset and became a... And became a god. Yeah. Uh, the dwarven gods just became gods. You know, you look well, at... They, yeah, they were always like that, Grugni and right. Grimnir. And, yeah. You know, Teclis, yeah. Tyrion, Malarian, they just... They, they were elves, and then they were doing the fighting at the end, and now they're gods. They just are I, gods. I, yeah, right, I guess. But I mean, right? I mean, I mean, what's the definition of that in this setting? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, they're basically. I mean, for all intents and purposes, they're seemingly immortal, and they have massive amounts of power. Right, but I don't think Teclas is immortal. Isn't he? I don't think so. I think he is now. At this point, him and I don't know. Yeah. I thought you know. I I think he can die. I, Immortal doesn't mean you can't be killed. It just yeah. means you're not going to die of old age. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 I mean, these guys are. Marathi, we get the story of her plotting and twisting and grasping and grabbing for it, and she gets it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, is it perfect? No. Just like the Skaven messed right. up the, the yeah. pyramid yeah. here. And is that who is that her husband's spirit that does yes. that? Yeah, Anarian. Yeah, she tries to devour Anarian, and he gives her one last, oh, He's you... Yeah, get you one evil last. witch. See, I, I was, I'm always hoping that there's a thread there, that Anarian and all the other Phoenix Kings are not like dead forever. That she devoured their souls, but it doesn't seem like that. Reading this, yeah, I was kind of hoping that and somehow they would. Me. Yeah, I wanted to see them be a part of her, like their I, consciousness I not subsiding and fighting. I, 
Yeah, I I did too, and I. And that we didn't get that. We, I don't. Get, it's not. Yeah, it's nothing really. <laughs> no. They don't. They don't allude to that at all. And I was kind of hoping for that. Like, there's still a little shred of you know the Phoenix Kings and Anarian that are still. I mean, she did devour them. So maybe they are still in there. We just haven't seen it yet. I mean, but there's but nothing there's been in this. No hint. In no, fact, there's in, no hints at all about in the, that. In, in the other book, they they made it much clearer that it was a Narian. They didn't use yeah. the name, but they made it clear. Here it was just like an old, powerful soul. It's yeah. downplayed so much in this book. Yeah. This book has been gone over by those that those whatever those people are that work for her. Yes. And, and yeah. the, the ones described in the book who are rewriting all the history books. Uh huh. And change it's like, yeah oh and that's the other thing before we dive into this <laughs> this she's got some 1984 type crap going on in in oh, her yeah. in her realm she's got people anybody who sort of descends disappears yeah. she's got eyes on everybody and she's rewriting all the histories and all yeah. the stuff they find and they're changing the statues right. eventually this is all anybody's going to remember she's right. rewriting history and it's right. fantastic right. all, all the yeah all the images of Cain reflected as like the you know the the statuesque you know male version of Cain they're getting replaced by With statues of her Marathi Cain yeah yeah this is his but, new form yeah but then there's like this underground like the true believers of Cain who are trying to keep that going you know what i mean yeah, and they're not doing a great job. She's kind of crushing like left it. and right. Has but she stopped still them out, out there? They're yeah, still, they're still down there. They're still like, out there, and they're still fighting. But yeah. la di da. Yeah, I mean, there was always a, there was always an un, like a hardcore Kane cult in the Dark Elf society, and Marathi wasn't part of it. She was like aligned with Slanesh during the, the um, the Storm of Chaos thing. Remember that? She made deals. There were definitely yeah. deals made. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, she did. I mean, include. I mean, including in this. I mean, she honestly looking. You read through this. She actually has nothing to do with Kane in this. It's all a ruse. All no. she's got. All she's got is the Iron Heart. Well, and that's not nothing. That's not nothing. But she doesn't actually like worship it. You know what I mean? It's a tool. No, for her. it's a exactly. She's yeah. a liar. She yeah. is an a liar. And a cheat and yep. a conniver, and yep. I mean they say it how many times in the book? If she ever gets caught, yeah, her people will turn on her. Every they, she will, they will rip her apart. Right? You know she, who might actually find out and not like it is the actual Shadow Queen itself. Does the is the Shadow Queen down with Marathi's lies? Do, are they just do they share the same soul? But do they share the same? Like I think they, I think uh, in the book doesn't it? It's like she's like her rage and her warlike nature, and the other yeah. one is her more conniving nature. But they're I, still the same nature. I don't think she's going to have a problem with it. In fact, you know, I think so, the but only she thing doesn't. She, but Marathi Kane doesn't control the Shadow Queen. No, because the Shadow Queen will take off in a rage. She kind of <laughs> controls it, but the Shadow mm. Queen will take get into a rage and take off, and that causes. But the Shadow Queen's not out there yip yapping and, and saying stuff. I mean, they're both Marathi. Right. It's just yeah. two aspects okay. of Marathi. I, I, it'd be, be kind of neat if the Shadow Queen like develops some kind of sentience beyond and what turns Marathi, on her when she finds out she's her? not. Oh, and so now we have two factions of Daughters of Cain. <laughs> yeah. That would be bananas. That the two right? halves of her soul are fighting for dominance. That would be so in. That would be kind of cool, right? That'd be that'd be just so like what happens to Marathi. She like does this whole grand scheme, 
And then it just and she's warring with herself. Yeah, it just messes because she's actually had to fight herself. This so is like some Inception nonsense where his where his <laughs> yeah. wife and his subconscious kept trying to mess with him. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's kind of crazy. That would be awesome. But yeah, I mean, if they ever find out, she she's tough. But she it, her versus her entire race. Mm-hmm. She's not winning that. Yeah, I mean the Scathborn. What are they gonna think? Well, I don't know if the snakes. Some of the higher up ones seem to know. I mean, there are people who know what's going on. She'd mm-hmm. have them, but I think if everybody found out and like anybody who was a part of it would get way- killed, I think they would turn on her so fast to try to hide the fact that they were <laughs> that they knew what was going on. Yeah, because yeah, that's just bad. This is such a it's it's not long, mm-hmm. and you know the story, but it is fun. Oh yeah. Should we jump into it? Absolutely. Cruel, honorable, sadistic, fearless, all these descriptions and more have been applied to the Daughters of Cain. Um, <laughs> they, they're they like the ultimate... All they do is fight. They're yeah. like orcs with grace and skill. They really are. The orcs are there just for a good scrap. They're out there for the blood and the killing. But it's their it's it's literally the battlefield is their church. Yeah, it's their that's how they worship their god. Severing yeah, severing tendons and open throat opening throats to fill the air with spurting arcs of arterial gore. Their leader is Marathi, the self-proclaimed reincarnation of the bloody-handed god. She is now two entities joined by one soul, the guileful and manipulative Marathi Cain and the, fa- the face and voice of a Cainite cult, and the serpentine destroyer known as the Shadow Queen. Mm. Uh, even thus divided, Marathi's control of the creed is ironclad, and with every passing day she consolidates it further by disposing of any who would question her divine mandate. And then she's got heretics learn to fear the Scathborn. That's what you said, the half-elven creatures. These are Marathi's most trusted warriors, utterly loyal to their mistress. Hagnar yeah. remains the capital city, and its aim is to spread the influence of their warlike god to all corners of the realms. This is this yeah, is them in a nutshell. Yeah, and Hagnar's in Ulgu, yeah? Yes. Hagnar is, uh, and you find out, you know, this is, this is another one where I like, and I don't know if this is rewriting to make Marathi sound better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Remember how we talked about how everybody's lore... Is told yeah. with, the, with, and it's not always a heavy slant, right? You know, sometimes it just seems like the writers having a little fun taking their side as they're talking about him. Because you read the orc one, and the orcs are like, "Hey, listen, we may not be smart, but we'll punch you dead in the face." I tell you what, <laughs> and that's like sort of the tone in the book, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you get to this, and they talk about how everyone's sort of changing. But do you remember when we first were reading about this, and they talked about how Marathi got there, and uh, Malarian didn't want her there. He doesn't like her, but he mm-hmm. gives her a piece of. But he gives her the crappiest place yeah. there, right? Yeah, the, ter- the terrible island in the middle of the swamp. It's the worst place, and <laughs> yeah. and she took it, and she. They said, you know, she built it up from nothing. Now well, in this says, book, it's yeah. like this, she always wanted that place. Yeah, it says in here she secretly that's the one she actually wanted because it was so hidden. So my question is. Which of these versions is is this her people going in <laughs> and retouching yeah. it up? But little do you know what I'm saying? Suddenly yeah. it's about ha ha. You mm-hmm. know, it's the it's the uh oh, what do you call it? It's the twist. It's the uh it's the right. double cross in the middle of the heist film. It's like, no, no, mm-hmm. I really wanted the right. crappy place because it's right. actually got the most power 
here. Oh, yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah, and I could hide what I'm doing here. No one can see in here. Uh huh. Yeah, all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, Canine coliseums can be found in many free cities. I thought this was cool. So they basically go out there and they just they're they're practicing their art for show and they're yeah. killing people. Yeah. Slaves and animals and monsters. In the cities of Sigmar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but hey, they're slaves. You could do what you want, I guess. They don't have any okay. rights. Does it say that in here, slaves? Well, I mean, th- who are they killing in there? You can't just you can't just be grabbing people uh, off oh, the street and yeah, murdering captured, them. Ca- captured chaos worshippers. Captured chaos worshippers. Okay, they talk about animals. So prisoners. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they had slaves too that they captured, like their own that they. You oh. Know. But uh, this is just. And yeah. then when the and then so but they're getting I, I love the whole point is they make some money. They yeah. get to, they get while having to stay within the confines of a city, and not be able to just let their natures run free like they do at home. Mm-hmm. They make this show out of it, and they can still get their practice in, do all the things that they were doing before, yeah. and they're getting the common people sort of used to it, which is like the most diabolical yeah. thing. Right. So there's like two versions of it. Right. There's the version where it's like. The local populace is there. They watch the witch elves fight each other. And it lets maybe off. A, maybe a captured monster here and there. But then there's like the private shows. Yeah. You got to get invited to. And these are ones. Those are the ones where they actually bring in like the the captured chaos worshippers and all that kind of stuff. And those get kind of gory and nasty. Well, I love that they have the two shows, but I also love why they even allow it. It's because it's in all these Sigmarite cities. Why are they allowing blood sport in the middle of their towns? <laughs> These yeah. gory shows are tolerated for it's understood that a populace under constant threat of death, which let's re- let's remind everybody, 90% of the mortal realms are owned by chaos. Right. Sigmar has taken back 10%. Now, 90% doesn't mean there's chaos every 27 feet. There might be places they conquered and moved on, big open expanses. But basically, okay, let's not say chaos owns 90%. Let's say the, the forces of order control about 10% of the mortal yeah. realms. Yeah, there you go. And mm-hmm. so they allow this blood sport because being under constant threat of death needs an avenues to release its frustrated rage. Yeah. So the people who live in the cities of Sigmar just kind of enjoy blood sport because sometimes you gotta let that frustration out. Right. It's kind of like the Roman gladiator yeah. pits, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, like you said, now you want to go, do you have the description marked for this at the after hours event? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like... Did you want to read that part? Uh, Sure. Because I haven't marked. I just didn't know if you marked anything you wanted to read. Okay, so it says here, When at at last the majority of the satiated audience departs, the show does not cease. A few select souls are invited to a second, more illicit display, a spectacle of gory blood sacrifice and cruelly ingenious knife work, often carried out on captured chaos worshippers. That transcends mere butchery and becomes a violent act of religious exaltation. Those who witness such sacred rituals never forget them. Many become obsessed with attending these exhibitions. And with every elaborately staged killing they witness, they come to understand the true iron-hearted glory of the bloody-handed God. Abandoning all previously held faith in an ecstasy of bloodlust. Yeah, so there we go. That's, wow. This is what they're pushing... Yeah, sort of. I mean, talk about some Slaneshi weird. Yeah, I was, I was just gonna say that. This has definitely got 
his sort of feel to it. It's oh, his yeah. M.O. Yeah. And this is from years of her working through him. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, that's how it starts, right? You kind of get, you kind of get, you know, interested in it, and then you get hooked on it, and then you get the full, the full, you know, display, and it's like, whoa! Like, yep. how can we make this even more, like, decadent and more, you know, depraved? And you go down that road, and then, yeah, the witch elves are they're they're feeding into it. I don't, they might not even know that that's what they're doing. They're, uh, I, I almost feel like they do. The witch elves do? Uh, they're not stupid. Mm. They've been duped uh, uh, into, I, I, into following their god in this new form. But yeah. knowing that they're, that they're prepping more of these people, getting these people sort mm-hmm. of t- to be more malleable to their way? Sure. Yeah. You think maybe it's just the witch elves are just the tools to get the, like, the human population? Like, you know, their depravity, you know, going. That feeds Slanesh more so than the the witch elves do and they're just the the tools to make that happen i suppose that's possible would she would she sell out her whole race to get favor with slanesh yeah she would yeah we already we already know she'd do that she's done it before yeah it's crazy Mm -hmm. and this is what she does and this is what's so um this is what's so cool about this book this is what i love about it is she has got everybody yeah, in her hand, and mm-hmm. she tells lies, and they know she tells lies, and they say right. you're not gonna. You, you, we know you're lying to us. We're gonna figure <laughs> it out. You're not gonna catch us again. And she yeah. gets them every yeah. time. She gets yeah. Sigmar. She gets her son. She gets Teclas. She pulls it over on everyone. Yeah, she always gives enough so that that what she gives is still what they want but she takes more than she gives for sure you know like the whole anvil guard thing oh yeah dude you know <laughs> she led them in there to a trap to die as a distraction mm-hmm. it's what she needed and she went i mean come on then she goes and sacks the city and then when they, they show up they're like and she's like yep yeah, i took it what are you gonna do what are you mm-hmm. gonna do mm-hmm. listen and they we were can, we can fight were, about this were, all day or yeah. You can just accept the fact that I've got this now and we can move on. Yeah, well, we don't know what the Celestin Prime and her talked about. Uh, like, they went into a meeting and then they came out and they said, that's yeah, cool. Like, okay. Yes, that's exactly what happened. They came out <laughs> after a meeting and said, that's cool, which <laughs> I don't buy that for a minute. That's yeah. not cool. So that means that Marathi promised something. Sigmar yeah. something in exchange for this. Yeah. But we don't know what that is. Um, and it, it says here at the end, she will surely not be content until every living being worships her and her alone. Mm-hmm. That's how is that? That's quite the that's quite the statement, right? Yeah. How is that any really far that far different from Nagash? Except her people, they can be alive still. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. It's the same thing. It's pretty much the same idea. Uh, it's crazy. It really is. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. How she gets away with this. And this is what I love about her, though. She is, I mean, okay, everybody knows what Nagash is up to because he tells you right up front. I, mm-hmm. At least Nagash is honest. He's like, I'm going <laughs> to tear your whole place down and you're yeah. not going to be able to do a thing about it. She right. walks up with, and she just 
lies and lies and connives and sets stuff up and swindles and everyone's expecting it and they still get taken because yeah. she's that good. Yeah. But she's not any different other than she's not really upfront about it. I mean, it's that's been her mo forever. So. Yeah, I mean, the guy should just be like, "Yeah, Kane's dead. I'm taking over." Mm-hmm. You know, because everything that's undead is basically under his control. But she—that's the one difference. She doesn't have that—that that type of control. So yeah. there she is, just lying. But she's the best at it. She yeah. is well, then, the I mean, best at it. The next part of this is like why she's basically able to do this kind of stuff is because they. Because people still need her to do stuff. Because she's incredibly powerful. Yeah. Right? So when they like... So the next part is called Dance of Shadows. And it's about how they captured Slanesh. And she was a huge part of this. Well, yeah, because he ate her. <laughs> yeah. She got she out. She got eaten in the world that was. And she refused to be digested. Yeah, how and did she get out? thousands of years. Uh-huh. She just crawled her way out while he was sleeping. Yeah. I mean, are you serious? Yeah, how did she do it? Yeah, but she comes out and she's a snake person now. (laughs) She's got snake parts. Yeah, it says she was transformed to a serpentine mockery of her once beautiful form. Yeah. Only after what seemed like an eternity of torment did Marathi escape. And then she used to use the magic. So the the Marathi the Marathi Kane version that we see now. Remember, remember when it came out and there was the two forms. She would just because that's the form she makes herself looks like to everybody. And when she loses her temper, she yeah. turns into the Shadow Queen, which right. is what she looked like when she came out of yep. Slanesh. Yep. She used magic to look like that. Then when they got split, they actually were the two halves. Then. But that's what he did to her. Yeah. Or it did to her. Or they did to her. Well, I, feel, I don't know, I what, like, I don't know I what a Slaneshi pronoun would be. I'm assuming <laughs> they. They, yeah. I feel like that was kind of her, that was her goal as well, was to not only achieve, I guess, godhood or whatever, but she didn't like being the Shadow Queen. <laughs> she what, She didn't think that was her true form. I think she No, she's beautiful. She's a, right? she's yeah, she's one of the most beautiful elves and she comes out like that. No, she's not happy. Right. So that was that was one of her goals as well, not to just be to achieve godhood, but so she doesn't have to look like the shadow queen anymore, which is, you know, vanity, which has always been one of her right. traits. And let's face it, she has all this power, but she constantly gets outshined mm-hmm. by Teclas and Tyrion and Malekith. And Malekith, yeah, for sure. Or Malarian, whatever, um, <laughs> and you know, uh, even then, and Sigmar, some like, e- and and everybody kind of looks down on her because they all know. Listen, we all know that she. We, I mean, well, nobody knows where she came from, you know. Right. But she was just like, you know, we all know you came from nowhere and you stole this power in this position, and you have it now, and we have to, you know, respect your power, but we don't respect you. I think that's what yeah. a lot of what happens. I mean, yeah. and I think it was Nagash who, when she just really started getting cocky, was like, don't even play. It was like zapped her <laughs> and turned her into the, sh- the Shadow Queen in front of the whole pantheon and caused issues, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's her vanity. It's her feeling like everybody else looks down on her because she does talk here about how much she can't stand how Malarian tr- looks down on her. Right. So there's, yeah. a, there's another level to this. It's not just... 
I want to be a god like the rest of them. I want to mm-hmm. be a god. And she wants to show them. Yeah. Uh, there's a revenge kick going in here. She's got some psychological issues and some compulsions. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying, though? I mean, oh, I yeah, think I'm sure. right, you know? Well, that's always been one of her downfalls is she's always wanted, you know, what everyone else has had. Like, she was jealous of Anarian when they were married, and she wanted his power. Mm-hmm. And, you oh, know, yeah. it's just... It's always the next, you know, thing for her. She is no different a climber than uh, Lady Olinder mm-hmm. and some of these other ones, except she's managed to get away with it. Yeah. Lady Olinder got caught, and now she's Lady Olinder. Right. Whereas Marathi got caught and just got more and more powerful. Well, I mean, I mean, there's is there a case to be made here that she didn't escape from Slanesh, that she got let go by Slanesh? Uh, no, I don't think so. Only I because mean, they had to capture him afterwards. Yeah, but when he wouldn't have let himself be captured or let her capture him, I don't think. Oh, maybe he didn't know. Maybe she double crossed him. She's not like she's never done that before. Uh, maybe. I mean, but she's, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know that he let her go. I, but it could be, but she, yeah. but she's out and. And uh, they need her. Like you said, she's got power, and she mm-hmm. she knows how to use it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, like, they even say in, like, the last, in the in the book, when she escaped, when she, um, you know, turned into the, you know, the snake, she broke the chain of stolen apotheosis, one of the chains that was holding Slanesh in Ulgush. Where are you reading that? So that's well. That's in the, that's in the last white dwarf in the, uh, in the Hedonites part. Yeah. And so I think it's I think it's also in the Marathi book. So, that that, that happened when she achieved godhood. She, you know, one of the chains that held Slanesh got broken. So it's like, is Slanesh playing the long game here? And like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> like he let himself get captured, and now he's using, he's letting Marathi do what she wants, so he she can help him. Escape. Oh, so like, they already oh, okay. They already captured Slash. They just then after she came out, that was when they said we, we could get others out of him. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I got my timeline confused. What a yeah. what a dummy. Right. So sorry. So when she achieved apotheosis by tricking everybody, while she was like, you know, becoming you know, uh, a god, like she had to break the chain of stolen apotheosis, one of the chains that holds Slanesh in place. And I don't think, you know, I don't think she knew that was gonna, maybe she knew that was going to happen. I don't know. I mean, the, well, that's an know. interesting point because I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, that is an interesting point. I just, I don't know. But this know. covers this covers basically the, the, the quick. She gets yeah. out. She, yeah. you know, magics herself to not look so bad. Um Eventually, she encounters her son, Malarian, a union that was hardly joyous for each harbored resentment toward the other. <laughs> they do go on to join the Pantheon of Order. Right. Um, neither they- Marathi nor Malarian was really trusted because they all remembered them from before. And even though, and this is, uh, you know, I like Malarian. I've always liked Malekith, even though <laughs> it was... Guy sucks. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> Alec, no. I love him. Because look at this, even now. Excuse me. Even now, 
he led the armies to he he was working to save the world in in, in the end times. Yeah. He found that he was the true Phoenix he King. My, he ain't my Phoenix King. And he and he led those armies out successfully. He is a great military <laughs> leader. He's got all this stuff. He gets there. He's like, I fought to say. He like, we still don't trust you. Man. <laughs> he's like, you know, th- yeah. this is why he moped in the land of shadow. Because everybody, everybody messes with him. Everybody screws him over. <laughs> and then he comes out and they're like, "Yeah, we still don't trust you." He's like, "Whatever." Yeah, I th- I hope he comes out in like, whenever they decide to do the Realm of Shadow and they fully release Malekith and you know the new Drake Spawn army. I hope he comes out as like this totally awesome guy who like is trying to kind of repent for all his dumb crap in the world that was. <laughs> I want him to look cool too. I don't necessarily oh, want yeah. him to be. I don't. I don't need the guy encased in armor still. Yeah, I don't either. The guy that could that had to be encased in armor to yeah. be saved. Now he's got a new form, a new thing. Let's have him just be awesome. Have him be right? handsome and soft yeah. and out there. Just be like, yes, I am awesome. I think that I'm would also be also pale and have dark hair, like just a totally yes. emo, he, weird, he, dark. I would love him. He says he's the prince of Nagaroth. Yep. I mean, all shadows, all dark blacks and whites. Like that's, just, the, that's the whole point. That's like, that's their deal. I want you the know? emo elven god. Right? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'd, be, I'd be all up for that. And, uh, then the, and then at the same time, they release uh, Tyrion, and he's the exact opposite. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. They, re- they, re- they release those two things at the same time, and it's like, oh, yeah. yeah I mean, it would be so cool. Yeah. I got Games Workshop. Stock prices triple, and everyone's happy. Um, <laughs> I do love here, and here's just this great insult. They invited them both to the Pantheon of Order. Mm-hmm. They don't trust them. Malarian has at least got grudging praise for his achievements, but as Marathi held no true divine power, her place yeah. was nothing more than ceremonial. <laughs> so she was there, like, you know, they would just be like, yeah, okay, we're tolerating you. Yeah. You're oh, not you're, a you're, god. You're so, Malarian's mom. Okay, you can stay here. But she had no divine power. These other guys are gods. Yeah. You know? And I think that's great that she's not a god, so they treat her poorly on top of that. <laughs> This is the greatest. Um, Malarian gives her a small ant. It was no great gift. The veil was one of Ulgu's darkest and most impenetrable regions. Mm-hmm. Meager compared to Malarian's own holdings. Yet Marathi had, in fact, ever the manipulator, desired it above all. Mm-hmm. It had a pure a font of pure shadow energy, a power source of untapped potential that Marathi was quick to claim. So, of course... <laughs> She's got the best spot. That was the spot she wanted. Of course it is. We we're also talking about like Slanesh and stuff. And there's a box out on page nine, which kind of, I don't know, maybe contradicts what we were saying that she could possibly be an agent <laughs> of Slanesh. I oh, mean, there you go. It kind of says right here that she reserves her greatest hatred for Slanesh because he did all kinds of weird experiments on her when she was, you know, in there. But. I mean, this is also written from, I guess, the daughters of Cain's, you know, 
well, point of view. And, so. see, like I said, and I don't think she'd work for him. She never wanted to, to yeah. work for him, like to serve him. She just wanted the power. Yeah. And if anything, like I said, I, I, you know, I might buy that he sort of let her go, mm-hmm. but I, don't, I just don't see how he could know that that would help loosen up the chains or do anything to help him. So, yeah. and that's I mean that is that's I guess that that's what happened when she got she, she achieved godhood is that remember, and then also, um, they she he used that brief connection to make uh the two the De- Dexessa and Sinessa, you know, and shot them down to the mortal realms. Yeah. So that makes like so they're kind of like say like like Barathe King is actually their mother quote unquote you know it's like ugh. <laughs> Yeah, there's yeah, there's some weird stuff that happens <laughs> in this book. <laughs> um, so Slanesh ate millions of elves. Can you just picture that? The world is ending. Like yeah. Archeon's riding through, destroying everything, and finally Slanesh himself just tears through and just starts eating all the elves. And he's everywhere all at once, you know. Yeah, I kind of imagine it like the world blows up, right? The world that was blows up mm-hmm. and then all the I guess people die whatever but their souls are going to wherever they're supposed to go but instead of going there Slanesh is just kind of there in the void sort of just inhaling them as they're see I could have sworn that he around. actually almost shows like because you see them in, when they when they're and the end when they're in Negroth or not when they're I mean in in uh in where the uh, vortex Altuan? is, yeah, an old one where yeah. the vortex and that's getting busted down. He comes crushing in, and Marathi tries to get away, and he like gets mm-hmm. them while they're still alive. And I was like, I thought he was just eating them. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, how would she get a body back? I thought he was eating them. Like their yeah. souls are tasty, but do you think he eats them? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Eight millions and of them me- that me- metaphysically eat. eats them. Like, I'm not certain. Right, but. uh so he ate all this was, and then he goes and crawls off and takes a nap like it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I mean, and he's napping long enough that Teclis and Tyrion and Malarium not only find him, but figure out how to trap him. Yeah. Because Teclis and Tyrion did not get eaten. Uh-huh. They're well, see, and here it's, but here it says they required Marathi's aid right. in order to ensnare him. So they didn't have him. So how did she break some sort of chain when she escaped, or was that when she? Oh, so, so that's when she. That's when she achieved apotheosis when she became a god. Oh, okay. So she escaped. Then they trapped him. Then she. That's right, because she went back yeah. in. Yes. When she became a god. Right, I'm sorry, I was confused. To, I was reading about this priest stuff and her getting out yeah, of him yeah, the yeah, first yeah. time, and then yeah. you brought up the second, and I got confused. Oh, sorry. That's what happens. Yeah, she I had to go confused. back. She had to go back into his. I don't know his. Gullet, whatever they call it, right? To get it, to get at the the super powerful elf souls, so that, so they she could take away their godly power. You know, that's when Anarian stopped her and split her in half. With yeah. mm-hmm. so they couldn't have done this without Marathi, correct? Because she she because she had the experience of being in there, so they needed her to pull this off. So it's it, it's it's interesting. Uh, that the Iron Cauldron, that uh, like there's really important stuff that goes on here after they capture him. Mm-hmm. You know, they capture him and they need Marathi, and she gets to have a portion of the souls they bring back too. Yeah, they're not happy about this. No, 
but she gets some of them because they couldn't have done it without her. So she gets this cauldron in order to store all the newly claimed energies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she used enchantment, sacrificial power, raw shadow magic, and her own blood to help whisper to existence new and suitable forms for those reclaimed souls. Thus did the first of the Scathborn come to being. So the first stuff she got back, she was making her 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 special race. Yeah. Right off the bat, first plan. Yeah. Yep, and these are the, the snake elves. Right. So she's already got something cooking. Right? Mm-hmm. There's already a plan. She knows how this is going to have to go. Yeah. I mean, th- she is really playing a long game with this. Or if not the long game, which I still think it is, there's a she's always got a plan, and there's always a backup to that plan. Mm-hmm. It's always like she knows she's going to get caught because they're looking for her to be lying. They're looking to catch her. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, yep, I know I'm going to get caught, but see this right here? I, this is going on. Mm-hmm. You can either you can either get your revenge or we can deal with this thing. She's always manipulating right. this other thing to be happening. Yeah, I mean she was instrumental in you know saving the cities of Sigmar during, you know, the Kragnos is rampaging around. She Right? She helped. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It's just yeah. I mean, she went and made an enemy out of him because she played. She attacked him and then played the part. You know, standing. You know, in the oh, run through the portal. Okay, close <laughs> yeah. the portal. Yeah, and that's and that's well. That's also why, you know, because the the Shadow Queen got beat up by Kragnos, which offended the. That's right. Which offended the sensibilities of the Shadow Queen. Now she went off to Gur to go chase after him. And Marathi Kane is like, oh boy. So now she, <laughs> so she had to go too, you know. Oh no, this is not good. Mm-hmm. So let's see what else have we got here. Um, oh, the Cathtrar duel. That's the uh, that's when chaos came in, right? Yeah. And Marathi was one of the few who kept fighting. Mm-hmm. As the mortal realm, realms fair, they never quite took over. Old yeah, old, and right. They, and they never took Hagnar. Nope. Um, let's see, what does it say here? Hagnar was besieged more than once, and although it never fell, Marathi was not foolish enough to believe she could outlast the Dark Gods. And that's when the Stormcast Eternals showed up, and she made common cause with Sigmar, even though she held no great regard for the God King, considering him a simple-minded brute with ideas above his station. <laughs> that's wow. so funny. I yeah. love that, that she's just, she's still is nothing but contempt mm-hmm. for him. Um, so in the decades that followed, she, I mean, she really fought right there alongside the Stormcast. Oh, yeah. She knew it, she'd rather live in a world with her and Sigmar to deal with than the Chaos Gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Like the, 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 like the third part of that is like, where it says, like, this is what we've been talking about. Marathi's well-earned reputation for double-dealing and treachery was known to Sigmar. Yes, but <laughs> yeah. she claimed that her bitter struggles during the Ka- the Cathra duel had changed her, and now she fought solely to protect her canine flock. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure Sigmar's like, uh-huh. She took every opportunity to display <laughs> this newfound selflessness. During the events of the devastating Shyish Necroquake, none could deny that Hagnar fought for the cause of the living with desperate heroism. Um, the con- 
the coalition between Azir and Hagnar was simply a means to an end. It was necessary to ensure Sigmar's goodwill for the time being while she pursued her true goals in secrecy. So she said, look, I know you don't trust me, but I am going to fight as hard as I can for you. And she did. She fought as hard as she could for him. She was totally double dealing. Yes. She was totally had something else planned. He's like, I know you're planning something else. No, no. And she just kept going. <laughs> because yeah. he eventually even, because she knows them. Eventually, Sigmar is going to be like, okay, I, I still don't really trust her, mm-hmm. but she's not doing anything wrong right now. Right. And the other part about this section, this years of blood section, is, the, is like the very first part of it. Like, they make no bones about it. Like, right at the beginning, it's Marathi was no worshiper of Cain. The ancient elven god of murder yep. and warfare, but she saw in his followers an asset she might turn to her benefit. Oh, she, yeah. So th- th- there's actually, if you, in case you were, con- in case you were kind of confused that maybe she is, no, <laughs> she's definitely not at all. No, she's a not worshiper of Cain, like it's, not at all. <laughs> yeah, this is wonderful, mm-hmm. and she, and and she, like I said, she just she's doing all she can. Let's get Sigmar to let his guard down. He doesn't have to trust me. I've got to get him. I've got to get him feeling okay enough to get his guard down. She yeah. knows she can do that, and she does. Mm-hmm. And this is how she earns her divinity: the final desperate gamble to attain power. <sighs> she stole the uh, the Acarian lantern. Yeah, the lantern that's that they that the Idaneth stole from Teclas because they knew he'd be able to find them and use it on them, and he, they didn't want him torturing them to death. Yeah, right. <laughs> Would Teclas have really done that? Uh, he was ready to. His brother <laughs> kind of stopped him, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, no. The Mathquar, the mother cauldron, was filled up with Varanite. Right. Which she is stole from the eight, eight points. The eight points. Yeah. But she tricked Sigmar's armies into basically attacking it so she could do an end around and steal it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was. Here's the thing what was happening? The gateway to Azir mm. was sealed. Yeah. Archeon was gathering up, had gathered up all the Varanite yep. because of its mutative properties and was going to just keep spraying the Realm Gate on until he mutated and warped it and twisted it enough that Sigmar's uh, seals would break and yeah. he was charging in. So yeah. really, Sigmar had to go do this. They had to stop this from happening. Yeah, but it was the person who told Sigmar about this plan that Chaos had was Marathi. Sure, and she said, and, he, and I know how to get rid of the Varanite. I can do a, sp- mm-hmm. I can do a spell, and it'll go completely away from everywhere. Yeah. Y- you know what? If we don't get rid of the Varanite, they're just going to keep trying. We have to right. get rid of it. So right. he's got to go along with it. Yeah. Of course, it didn't maybe take it. He should have he he maybe done a little bit more due diligence on where the Varanite was going. Well, he doesn't know magic. <laughs> Not like that, right? He yeah, doesn't make yeah. the Stormcast armor. He doesn't do that stuff. He's the Lightning right. King. Right. Like, so he doesn't know. And she's I'm like, Look, sure. I'm getting rid of it, except she's actually pumping it right into the cauldron for her to do yeah. her spell afterwards. I think it mentions in that uh, that Broken Realms book that she's planning, that she t- tells them she's just going to vent it into the void. Right. Right? Yeah. Whatever that area, there's nothing's there. So, but right. it's not the void. It's going right into the mother cauldron. Yeah. Then she grabs the lantern and dives into the mother cauldron, and mm-hmm. it says 
uh, as the molten veronite boiled away her flesh, she held out the lantern and let its light shine forth. She sought souls of torment. Somehow jumping into this thing, she had done some sort of magic to make that cauldron sort of a portal to Slanesh. Yeah. And she dove into it, and she was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marathi, transforming into the horror of shadow and scaly coils, barred her, bared her fangs and began to devour them. Yeah. So the light, that, that white light that, of Teclis's is drawing all the souls to it. Mm-hmm. Little do they know. She's gonna eat them. Yeah. So these are the ancient. She's. These are the the ancient Elven King souls. Yeah. That still lingered within. So these are the old Phoenix Kings. Yes. You know, this the, like the guys who were, you know, they're anointed by, you know, Assyrian basically. You know, and they're souls of tremendous power. It's exactly yeah. what they're called. Yeah. Until she gets to the. The last one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I don't think they mention that too much, do they? Uh, Marathi had known in a past life, even cared for, but that did not stop what was to come. Drawn to the lantern's light, they came forth to meet their savior, and Marathi transformed and began to eat them. Yeah. It doesn't, and I don't think it says anything about it. I think they just sort of glossed it's over a, that because, <laughs> of course, once yeah. again... <laughs> yep. Because here's where it's, we're coming up on that part, and we'll do that up before we take the break. Uh, even as Marathian and Axe, that's when the Deepkins show up. Yeah. And see here, it almost makes it sound like, you know, um, they did something. He gets in there, and, you know, he's attacking, and something happens. All of a sudden, boom, Marathi comes out from yeah, well, behind well, her. Well, Vaternos was trying to stop her. Yeah. Well, he wanted the lantern back. He was going to smash everything to get the lantern. Mm-hmm. And she comes out, and then the, the the shadow queen comes out behind her. Yeah, and she's smiling, and they're like, "Yeah, we can't fight." No, okay. <laughs> and then she says, "You know what? Here's your lantern back." And I tell right. you what, if you help me go in this fight, you can eat all those. Plus, she brought some souls out. She saved some for Volturnos. Uh-huh. She knows that's what he does, so she comes out with some of the lesser ones. Yeah, well, that's that's always what she does, right? She gives a little bit, uh-huh. just enough for you to kind of be like, okay, we know what you did, but what you can do for us and what you just gave us is good enough to make us be okay with that. Plus, it's one of those things where even if he didn't like the deal, the deal was very apparent. We can do this or we can fight. And by right. the way, I'm now a god. Yeah. You want to do this? And he's just like, you know what? I'll take the deal. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's like, oh, that's fantastic. Okay. Right. Now, uh, the soul that she, souls that she had devoured had endured for millennia, and they still possessed formidable power. When she consumed them, the soul essences enacted one final act of vengeance, cleaving her spirit in two and leaving an indelible scar on her psyche. So yeah. it says they all they basically ganged up against her. Yeah. It was- A little different than... One on one. See once yes. again. <laughs> it's definitely the soul of Anarian. It's like yeah. no, nope. You, when we read not... that, it was very clear that it was that yeah. one. Yeah, because because her, her plan was not to be split in two. She didn't want to be the Shadow Queen and Marathi Kane. She didn't want to be two things. She wanted to be one being yep. with godlike power. And Anarian's like, nope. Yep. 
Now, consolidation talks that that's how she gets out. Now, here, this is where it is, this part on page 13, okay? Mm-hmm. Such truths were not known to the canine flock. Uh, that she was uh, outwardly perfect image is only half of her true being. The shadow queen is her resentment, bitterness, and hatred. This is not known to her flock ever since her ascension. Marathi has redoubled her efforts to reform the faith in her own image, tearing down the old statues of the murder god in his masculine form and replacing them with an awe-inspiring iconography representing herself. Sacred texts have been seized and destroyed or subtly altered, according to Marathi's wishes. For now, she claims to be Cain reincarnated, no longer his high oracle, but rather his second coming. No longer does she interpret his will. Instead, her every wish is divine mandate, and to disobey her is to forfeit your life. In time, the Sisterhood of Blood will accept her as their one true God, and the need for this crude crude deception will ebb away. Yeah. And you know what's so funny? And I, I, this, she's, she's a legit God, right? Yeah. And... Even now, she can't be a legit god on her own. She's got to pretend to be this other god, mm-hmm. reincarnated. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I think she's always wanted to be, look, I am the biggest and the baddest. And even now, she can't be like, I am the biggest and the baddest. I am reborn of that biggest and baddest. Mm-hmm. I am the reincarnation. She can't even claim it's her own. Right. She's got to do this as this other god. And I, that's got to, it even says right here, eventually she's going to throw that crap away. Right, but there's the next part of this is the the part of the dissidents, right? Right. You know, there's there's the the, the other hag queens who really who actually are disciples of Cain, and they've got to think like something's up here. Like, well, and that's in this little side yeah. breakout thing that some of the hag queens of Kraith, uh these come out there. Um, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Basically. Um, Marathi Kane says she can come, and when she was upon the steps of the first temple in front of a watching audience, Aghaya openly accused Marathi of deceit, and as proof pointed to her looming golems. These monuments were made in the image of the Lord of Murder and empowered by his blood alone. They would obey no false goddess. She came with avatars of Cain. Yeah. With all the statues. Right. And, and then Marathi animated them, and they killed her. They killed the, yeah. the hag queen. <laughs> She waved a manicured hand in response. The nine statues turned as one and seized her, tearing her limb from limb. Right. It also drove Marathi's enemies further underground than they are the Crone Herald. There are still a group that just doesn't believe in her, no matter what they just saw. Yeah. And yeah, they, these mysterious beings reject any notion of the former High Oracle's divinity, claiming that Cain's rebirth has not been foretold and that she is a false goddess. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's a lot. That's a lot to throw out. Yeah, that's there. cool. And there's this is wonderful because they just don't trust her, and yeah. they're not gonna. And we need to take a break. Okay. So we're gonna take a break, folks. And when we come back, we're gonna go through basically most of the rest of the lore. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, let's do it. There's always something happening at Grognards. That's right, friends. Crognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. The premier stop for your gaming needs in Northeast Illinois. If you're in the Chicagoland area, if you're in Southeast Wisconsin, if you're anywhere in the area, Crognards is the place for you. They've got board games, 
They've got card games. They've got all the models you could ever want for any of your miniature war games. They have so many lines of paints, I can't even keep track of it. They've expanded the store. They have a whole huge gaming area now. There is gaming every night. There is always something going on. I just can't tell you enough about Grognards. Why? Because they're awesome. Because they're fantastic. And because they are the best friendly local gaming store that I know of. So do yourself a favor. Come on down to Grognards in Roselle, Illinois. If you can't get down to Grognards, give them a call. They do mail order. They do shipping. You can get your stuff from them whether you live five minutes away or five hours away because Grognards delivers. They deliver the goods. They deliver the fun. They deliver everything. And that's because there is always something happening at Grognards. And we are back. Did you miss us? I don't think so. Because for you, it's just been a commercial length. For us, it's been five minutes. (laughs) All right. So, Harkuron. Harkuron is uh, (sighs) located on the Charwind Coast. The city of Harkuron dominates all trade on the Searing Sea. It was Anvilgard. (laughs) Yeah. Now... And Harkuron used to be Anvilgard. Now it's Harkuron. It's not Anvilgard. So if you have a date in Anvilgard, she'll be waiting in Harkuron. Yeah. Um, you can still play Anvilgard in the game, but uh, yeah. This place is not this. It's scary now. It really. It was scary before. Yeah, but it used that to was, be kind of like dominated by like secret, like like gangs and stuff and. Now it's just run by the dark by the daughters of Cain, basically. Well, so Marathi gets godhood, and so she's that's her plan's not done. Mm-mm. Now her plan is uh, me and the Ideneth are gonna go into uh, Anvilgard and just take over. Yeah, is, is there any reason why she wants this place? Is like. It's one of the biggest cities, dude. It's a big city. It's right on the port. She's got her people mm-hmm. outside. She's already right. got people in Anvilgard. The the pirates that basically run the seas outside of here are all run by her. Yep. Which you find out. Yeah, uh, I'm just I'm just wondering what the what I mean they don't, they don't really tell us why. I mean, maybe they do. I just don't remember, but why she wants to run this city. Is it just for I don't know. She had long set her eyes upon Anvilgard, for it was both well-positioned to dominate the seas of northern uh, Aridia and also boasted no fewer than four realm gates leading to locations in Akshi, vital strategic pathways that would form the sinews of further conquest. So there you go. Yeah, I guess, but that doesn't sound very Marathi-ish, you know what I mean? Of it's course like, it does. She's got. She, does, she, she can't just stay in Olgu. That's She's become true. a god. She's got to take a place... Out there, where she can start to spread and take her influence, it's it's literally on the sea that she already controls. It's the port yeah. coming in. She controls the yeah. sea. She has the port, and now she's got no less than four realm gates mm-hmm. to other areas. And and controlling realm gates is a big deal. Yeah, it I is. mean, it literally, this game started with the realm gate wars. Right. No, I, I yeah, I guess I yeah, I guess I can see that now. I yeah. Mean, it just didn't seem like I don't know. It just seemed like more of like a 
Wasn't expecting it. Right. I was like, what? Like what? It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very materialistic thing to do, and that just doesn't... Right. You see, Marathi's not into that kind right. of now thing. Now that He's I've reached up. godhood, I'm going to go sack a city and take it over. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But, but that's, but yeah, and that's why, even when I read it, I'm like, I thought it was over when she attained godhood. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Now she's got, now she's got to push even more. Yeah. By the way, I did this. Yeah. So this is where the Anvils of Heldenhammer had a storm keep. Uh-huh. I take it, I take it they're gone now. Well, right, because um, I mean, it says in here all Sigmarite icons were cast down, right, and replaced by images of a triumphant Morathi cane. Yeah, basically, um, what was it? The um, they came in and they captured them. Remember, they were capturing yeah. Stormcast so Sigmar wouldn't yeah. find out. Right, they were like drugging them and put po- and like putting like you know putting them unconscious and not killing them. Right, so that they so that they wouldn't. Go back to Izir. And finally, one managed to like get himself dead and zoom up. And he's like, Sigmar, I got a message. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The, so then the, yeah, it says here. So they had, you know, they were fighting and whatnot. Then the Celestant Prime came to Earth. The God King's champion had been ordered by his master to parlay with Marathi and unearth the reasons behind her betrayal. It was a display of clemency that the Sigmar of old would have scorned in favor of brutal judgment that the God King had learned from past disasters brought about by his stubborn sense of justice. So they kind of come to an agreement. Harkiran would remain in Marathi's hands for now and that the citizens not slain in the initial conquest would be treated well. And then Marathi promises to offer assistance in the upcoming wars in Gur. Yeah. And Excelsis and stuff. And she's like, okay. Yeah. Basically, we need your help. Again, you're really strong and you can do things. And we're going to let you go on this as long as you help us over here. Yeah. But it also kind of says there at the end, it's like, you know, it says this did not constitute a lasting peace. There would be a reckoning for what had been done. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. God King's folk could neither forget nor forgive the Knight's betrayal. Least of all the anvils of Heldenhammer, for whom the stain of treachery and defeat still burned. So, I mean, they, they're they kind of probably PO'd. That, I mean, they had a storm keep there, and they don't anymore. So that's kind of, kind of, hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. And it, I guess it says here, like, Grugni was acting as peacemaker and voice of reason in the, I guess, the talks between the anvils of Heldenhammer and Marathi. I thought that was interesting. Right, I remember him showing up because they were yeah. still they were at first that parlay wasn't really going to be moving along. I didn't think, and he's just like, "Nope, we got to deal with this," and mm-hmm. he does. He shows up and he's like, "Nope." Oh, and Harkiron now has lots of the more of the death fighting because yeah. of course it does. Of course it does. Let's talk Sweet. about Olgu a little bit. Yeah. Even the picture here is confusing. It's just dark and black with, uh, you know, with little, I mean, it's all black and white. Mm-hmm. It's another small part, but you don't, like, and the other ones, you get to see where the cutout is on the big picture mm-hmm. of the realm, and here you don't. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. A lot of times, like, what is this box? This is just one slice of this much of the realm. We mm-hmm. don't have that here. <laughs> yeah, they don't know. Right. 
It's a realm where nothing can be trusted. The very landscape seems to take a perverse delight in luring travelers to their doom. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And so they live all around the Shadrach Convergence. Uh, Marathi's ascension to true godhood, followed by a vicious and bloody siege of Hang- Hagnar. Um, the deep cannot enclaves are running through the place more often. Mm-hmm. The free city of Misthaven has begun to grow in influence, and though its great lords maintain diplomatic ties with Hagnar, many natives of Shadrach anticipate conflict is inevitable, for surely she will not allow Sigmar to grasp a sure foothold in the land she now rules as a goddess. And that's what's really interesting, is that they're moving, they're, you know, putting Sigmar or cities in Ulgu. Mm-hmm. She's trying to stretch out. She's not going to be giving up space in here, but they're here it is right I like how it also kind of mentions that most of Ulgu is still ruled by the Shadow King like Malarian Malarian is still in charge of Ulgu like firmly yeah you know what I mean and it's like okay so it says the daughters of Canaan defended their small yet powerful empire with customary zeal for centuries so they don't I mean they're not the primary power in Ulgu it's it's Malarian, you know. It says most elves of Ugu owe their allegiance to Malarian the Shadow King. Oh, it's sure. Like, it's, it's just interesting that they just haven't... I, I, I can't wait for them to expand the the universe a little bit with, uh, you know, Malarian and Tyrion. It's going to be really interesting. Yeah, I've, I mean, we've all been waiting for it for a while, and mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a huge deal. Um, oh yeah, because that's. I mean, we've got a whole realm we haven't looked at. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be. I, I'm just. I'm excited to see what the models are. Like this is gonna be. Right. This is exciting, and I think you're gonna see a ton of people just waiting to dive mm-hmm. into this army. Yeah, I would assume what they'll do is they'll just totally reinvent the the dark elf line. They'll retire all the old dark elf models, and they'll come out with a whole new range of dark elf infantry. Cavalry, chariots, bolt throwers. Unless they've all got a lot stuff. of weird creatures. He seems yeah, to rule could, over shadow yeah. monsters and stuff That'd like that. That'd be super cool. Like they've, you know, the Cryptus, the Hydra, they'll reimagine those guys maybe a little bit. But yeah. those models are still super cool. The Cryptus and Hydra models are sweet. Oh, yeah. They're not, there's nothing wrong with them. I'm just saying there's going to be some new. I'm, I'm excited to see the new stuff. Yeah. Because it's not going to just fall back to that stuff they used to have. It's not going to be the same Dark Elf stuff. No, I would not think so. Yeah. All right, so let's talk a little about temple cities. Hagnar is the main one. What mm-hmm. was once a lonely shrine is now a thriving center of power. Yep. Um, and basically, it is it is their biggest fortress. It is their strongest fortress. Uh, Marathi has woven spells through the walls. Uh, personally, uh, at the city center is the Hell Heart, the great temple to at which Marathi Kane holds court. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas many of the lesser temple cities still bear iconography depicting Cain in the form of the masked male as he was traditionally portrayed and Hagnar her, Morathi only allows images of herself further consolidating her position as the reincarnation of the bloody handed one in time it shall be entirely reshaped in her own image and few will even remember the true origins of the Cainite cult and that just is frightening like that has like Legit real world, yeah, 
implications. Like that's like real day political stuff just coming in. Like I said, it's nineteen eighty four type stuff. <laughs> yep. Uh the Tower of Blades. Yeah, so it says this is the great temple city of the executioner's cult in northern barons of Forthorn is a less civic settlement than a vast arrangement of conjoined areas dedicated entirely to ritualized slaughter. So I think I think this is like the sisters of slaughter. This is like their place, this right? Like, this reminds you of 300. Yeah, this right? This is Drechiganath! Yeah. So this is the sisters of slaughter, right? This is yep. these are like the gladiatorial fighters, and this is like the, you know, this is the high gladiatrix. This is like the, I don't think because when I first read this, I thought this was like, remember like the the executioners in the old dark elf army, right? Like I thought this was like their area. No, they, used to have, yeah. they used to have they used to have their own basically their own town in the world that was in Nagaroth and. I don't think this is that. No, I I don't think it is either. Right. Uh, Every level of the Temple City has a district dedicated entirely to arena combat. Right, which makes me think it's for the Sisters of Slaughter. Uh Uh-huh. These varied environments not only offer astonishing spectacle, but also train warriors of the Executioner's Cult in preparation for any conceivable battlefield terrain. Mm -hmm. This is a really cool, like, this place is really cool if you're training to be a fighter. Yeah. It's it's like fight club all the time going on here. <laughs> um Iron Shard, the Umbral Edifice. Now, I'm looking at this, okay, it's a great stronghold. Is known was fashioned by Marathi out of the very bedrock of Rothtor, and it rises out of the earth like a great steel stalagmite. Right. The walls are from pure Umbrium. Yeah, that's is that the first time we've seen that? Term? That's my, my note. Said is, have we heard mm-hmm. of this before? Because it sounds mm-hmm. like supercharged Gromro. right? Magically Umbrium. resonant metal, almost as highly valued as Ulgan Realmstone, prized for its sturdiness, its feather light weight, and its ability to absorb potent streams of shadow seams of shadow magic. Right. So it, I mean, it's li- it's lightweight, it's metal, it's super strong. That sounds like Gromril or Mithril, depending on which version you're talking about. Yeah. Um, except it absorbs shadow magic into yeah. it. So to me, that really sounds like supercharged Gromroll right there. Right. Pretty so cool stuff. So I would think that that would be like a key, like thing, like that the Malarian-led armies will be using. You know, all their armor is going to be made out of this stuff. You know, they're going to their weapons, that kind of thing. Well, and that's the funny thing is she's built out of it, but they don't have all that stuff. There's none of that talk about this stuff in their list, and I'm wondering if this is going to be like the like you said, if this is going to be the new stuff that the dark elves wear. Yeah, I mean they do kind of say working under Rathi's guidance, the artisans of Keltnar long ago perfected the art of turning this substance into deadly Kurath blades. Oh, that's the Kurath blades. Okay, then no, then yeah. I'm being stupid. That's right. That's the next bit here. Mm-hmm. I told you I'm feeling weird tonight. I can't remember all my lore. <laughs> Got so, the book right in front of me. Yeah, so it's like it's like you get you get like you know you, you get overcome by waves of you know shadow magic while you're fighting them. So I think hope maybe that'll be a feature in like you know the new dark elf or the new whatever they end up calling. It, yeah, the Duke. What? Uh, yeah, the Malarians people. The Malarians. Oh, yeah. I don't know. What They'll be the Malariots. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> The Book of Malariots. Oh, man. 
The Ulguin Globetrotters. There you go. I don't know. Okay. Well, you know, I can make dumb things up all day. Um, so these uh, these Kirath Blades, a yeah. mind-scouring curse that inflicts blackouts and confusion upon those whom they strike. That's cool, and I wish that showed up in some of these rules here because that sounds pretty neat. Yeah, I mean, it's like the kin. Yeah, I mean, they says they wield them in battle, but doesn't really yeah. do anything with that. Yeah, visitors are rare, foreign traders rarer still. They are under almost constant assault by chaos worshippers, desperate to lay claim to its rich veins of umbrium. Mm-hmm. So it's all about the umbrium, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that's. Basically, what's going on now? We're going to move a little bit into the uh, into the legacy of bloodshed and talk about some of the cool stuff on the timeline. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, there's the basic stuff. You know, daughters of Cain secretly expand the new Cainite temples. Um, I like that the Iron Shard, the Temple at Iron Shard, to clear the surrounding lands. They are forced to hunt down and kill hundreds of the most monstrous creatures of the Shadowlands, as well as dozens of Bone Splitter tribes. But it's a task in which they revel, so Keltnar develops rapidly. Mm-hmm. We have to kill all this stuff. There's a killing that's got to be done first before the building. Let's get to the killing. <laughs> Several bone splitter tribes, hundreds of monstrous creatures. Love it. Um, anything else from the Age of Myth that really uh, grabbed you? I like this ill-fated prophets thing, but that was about it. Yeah, I kind of I like the you know the, how they kind of the age of chaos to them is called the Cathchar duel. Yeah, I think it's kind of neat. And then there's some they kind of introduce a cool like uh, Slanesh greater demon, this Luxius character, you know, who's like this this keeper of secrets who is like, you yes, know, it's kind of like the sort of the the main enemy of them. Of, this the, is a major. This is a major Slaneshi, You know. Uh, major demon you know yeah. uh that was claiming to be slanesh himself just rolling through i love people showing up to her claiming to be slanesh reborn and she's like punk i got him in the closet over here you ain't <laughs> yep. got you ain't him you ain't him I, I, I know where he is yep like you haven't seen him in a while you might have them thinking you're him i know yeah she takes care of him so i wonder also if, how much that, how much do you think that bothers her that he's coming around claiming to be a god that he's not. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, how much can you push that? You're a fake god. You're not a real god. You don't represent <laughs> Slanesh, not like I represent Cain. Right, because like, oh. at, right, at this time she hasn't achieved godhood yet. So Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that's got to be just crappy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, I like while Marathi and Malarian join forces at the Battle of Lair's Spine, facing an immense horde of demons assembled by Bellacor. Yeah. Um, he attempts to weaken his rivals by setting mother and son against one another, spreading word to Hagnar via spies and turncoats that Malarian plans to sacrifice her territories to preserve his own borders. That sounds uh, familiar. And, but here's the best part, is that, like... You can't make these two hate each other more than they already dislike each other. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yep. They, so you you try to spread rumors. You try to like make them not trust each other. Dude, they mm-hmm. already don't trust each other. Bellicor is amateur hour in this story. Yeah, this is the, the worst plan. I mean, he's trying. He's trying to do a war of the beard. 
with yeah. against 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 Mara- uh, Malarian and Marathi. It's like they're like, come on, bro. We've seen this. We like we invented this playbook. Get out of here. Yeah. So she pulls a Braveheart. He's like, all right, here comes Bellacor. Watch us leave. Bye. We're not fighting. Bye. And they leave. Yeah. You're so screwed now. You're in trouble. We're leaving. <laughs> Bye. And Bellacor <laughs> buys that nonsense mm-hmm. that the witch elves would give up a chance to spill blood and have a fight. Yeah. And so then he gets caught in the fight and is like, oh, wait, we just got flanked by them. Oh, curse your sudden but inevitable <laughs> betrayal. <laughs> like, it's just so bad. Bellacor, seriously, yeah. this is the type of stuff. This is why he's a <laughs> and why Archaon <laughs> is. Yeah. In the top spot because he pulled like, yes, you did the coolest thing in some of these things, but then you do other stuff like this. Yeah. He, he always gets played at some point. He's, he's yeah. I mean, he was <laughs> about right. to, he was about to take the city. He's like, I need, I, 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 I've already busted up these, these realm gates. I've already weakened it. I've already made it hard for Sigmar to travel back. But mm-hmm. I gotta take this city. That's gonna be my crowning achievement. Oh, yeah. I failed they're, they're, again. They're gonna, they're gonna, be, they're gonna love me so much when I deliver the city to them. And, and, and all and, comes and, crashing down because he steps yeah. a little too far. But yeah, this gives, isn't gives, even. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna. Hey, I heard that he's gonna betray you. And oh, <laughs> yeah. did, oh what do you oh. say? Oh, it's breakfast time already. Like what? <laughs> yeah. How is this a different than any other day? Mm-hmm. And it's just. Uh, it's the worst. It's the worst bit of amateur hour. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, yeah. What else do we got in here? I do like the fungal lunatic story. Yeah. yeah just basically, uh, it, whenever you can get people like these, uh, you know, the moon um, or the gloom spite gets, mm-hmm. when you can get them really causing a ruckus, especially among the elves, it's so much fun to watch. Yeah. Just amateur hour, though. Really, it really yeah. is, and it, it's it's upsetting because I want to like Bellacor, but I don't <laughs> think Bellacor. You see, he doesn't love himself, so it's too. It's, he's. Uh, it's, it's too hard to love him. He's like he doesn't uh, you know what it himself. is. He's it's. He, he, I he should he, be the he, first. He, you know, Archeon. <laughs> you never even see him when Archeon shows up. Stuff just happens. Bellacor yeah. shows up, and he is. He's like, <laughs> I did. then he monologues. He, he's the he's the he's the worst type of villain. Yeah. He, you know what? In fact, I can do. I could give him no greater honor than this. Bellacor is a total mid boss. That's exactly what he is. He's yeah, a mid boss. Sure. Yeah, who he knows dreams yeah. of glory, but he always screws it up. He knows he's gonna fail. Like deep down inside, he just knows. What he's doing is not going to work. Like deep down, he's just waiting for the chance to to not work. It's like when Grugni shows up, he's like, "I'm out." <laughs> well, that's the thing, <laughs> right? He's always he's like Manfred. He's like, yeah. "I got this plan, and if it works, I'm going to get everything." But it's going to be a high risk, and then like it doesn't work. It's the first sign it's not working. Uh-huh. This is a beautiful ship, ship boys. You should totally go down in it. And then he just takes <laughs> off. Yeah, just dips. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like he could have fought Grigny. He could have tried. I mean, seriously, and it's and it's not even a it's not even a dignified running. It's more of a like where he just goes, <laughs> oh, look at that, and he points behind them so that they'll <laughs> what is that so that they'll turn around and then he runs. Yeah, he just like, runs away. Yeah. Just, yep. oh, the... Oh. 
I've been saying the worst a lot, but that's because we've been covering some pretty horrible uh, races. Oh, yeah. But that's, yeah. Bellacore, I want to love Bellacore. But like you said, I can't love Bellacore until he loves himself. <laughs> that's right. And this is just uh, so dumb. <laughs> um, I liked Duel to the Death also. Mm-hmm. And the the city of the Drachiganeth is attacked by the soul blight armies of Count Malinair, who calls oh, himself right. the Matchless Sword. Yeah, you know he's going down. Yep, he puts the siege and he goes out there and he says, I demand you send out your best warrior. I've never been bested in combat. Uh-huh. So they send out their high gladiatrix. Yeah. It takes seven seven, yeah. seven strikes later of her curved blade to unpick his defenses and another to take his head. Yeah, that's just great. I just, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's there's nothing more fun than seeing arrogant vampire lords just get taken apart. Yeah. Oh my! So what do we got over here? We got a couple more pages. Uh, and then we're going to take one more break, and then mm-hmm. I'm going to cry about the amount of editing I have to do on this show, and then we're going to, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit about the sects. Yeah, I uh, mean the rest of the rest of the timeline is kind of about uh, broken realms, so it's kind of like the the rise of Harkuron, and then you know the betrayal of the Sigmar's forces, and then Excelsis. And there's cool the, stuff in here, though. Oh yeah, there's cool stuff. I enjoy this part. Mm-hmm. Um, the, oh, it talks about how, uh, unbeknownst to her, her ritual allows something terrible to slide into reality. That's where she yeah. she opened long enough where he was able to spit out a, another demon who was going to find him because he yeah. just let him out. Yeah, that's Senesa and, De- and Dexessa. Uh-huh. Um, she provokes an insurrection in Anvil Guard. In the resultant confusion, they seize the city. We already talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I like this. Uh, that. <laughs> oh no! Some of the places we took are starting to turn into swamps. What's happening? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those dang orcs. Uh, yeah. And then they, yeah, the orcs are showing up. I'm just looking for anything really interesting here. Um, I think it's neat, kind of like you know, like the the animals of the Helden Hammer that she was holding. They she releases them. Yeah. And they sort of come up with like this little warrior cult, you know, yeah. the solemn knights. Yeah, they they wear the white kraken of Anvil Guard, so it's the old symbol of Anvil Guard on yep. their armor. So now they vow that no honor or accolades they will take until Hark Huron is retaken and their mark of dishonor erased. They will keep fighting, but they want no praise, no glory, no anything because mm-hmm. they none of it equals their shame of losing Anvil Guard. That's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, Kragnos has breached Excelsius when she gets there. Um, and then Croak shows up, and that's how they have. She utilizes her skill at illusions and trickery to fool him to charging through. I just, oh. <laughs> okay, and I know this is the cinematic universe running on my head, but I just picture her tricking him, and when he runs through and realizes he's on the other end of Gur, and he yeah. turns around and sees that hole, I just see her just sort of waving yeah. with one hand, just with her yeah. fingers, and kind of give him a little wink, maybe blow him a kiss, yeah. Yeah. and Bye. then it closes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, a total <laughs> F 
you. Like, nah, <laughs> you know what? I'm not even, you know. Yep. Just wave by. I got you. I got you. That smile on her face. Yep. You know? Yep. But then it kind of gets messed up when the Shadow Queen runs off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Um, what's important, I think, here is where we get to this last part of the timeline, though. The, la- the Like the very last sentence? <laughs> well, just, just before that, but that whole last part, okay? Yeah. So the Shadow Queen, uh, having returned to Hagnar, the Shadow Queen alternates between sullen brooding and sudden frenzied outbreaks of bloodshed, enraged mm. at being bested by Kragnos, the Ender of Empires. Mm. Then to her, uh, Marathi Kane's concern, the attendants bring word that her, her serpentine has, has burst through the roof of the Hellheart and soared off into the gloom of Ulgu. Yeah. Those who heard the creature's ravings and survived her rages tell Marathi Kane, before departing, the Shadow Queen screamed the name of Kragnos, the drug, and swore to pink the savannas of Thondia with his blood. Marathi Kane departs from Gur at once, unnerved that the wrathful aspect of her split consciousness appears to be developing its own free will. Ooh, we were, remember, we talked about that. This is like, uh, quite. Here we go. And that's it, though. This is quite the cliffhanger for their timeline. Right. Like, oh, oh, she's got to put this thing under control. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to change it anytime soon. We just got the cool Marathi with the two parts that are w- both on the battlefield at the same time. Yeah. They're not going to split that up anytime soon, but that's no. a great... You're, you're, that's got to be again, one of their best-selling models, too. Yeah. I mean, that is amazing. But once again, the hooks in the timeline. Mm-hmm. The timeline has really become some of my favorite parts of these books because... Right. There's just these, and they're, because they're all little short stories, they can drop a hint, a mention at something. And here's the thing. Maybe I've got seven ideas for this book, and I drop all seven in this. Even if I only ever do three, they're there. You yeah. know? Like, I've planted all these seeds in these little ways to keep this stuff going later. And it's, it's wonderful. I really love how this book is written, and I love—I just love this book in general. I think it's great. Um, but we need to take our final break. We need to take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, we—I just want to talk a little bit. Uh, I know we never go through the exact makeup of their army's structure because they always list this. This is great if you're building large, uh, you know, narrative play or open play armies, and you want to follow these things. I just I find like okay it's interesting but I never I I personally this is the one section that I kind of like I kind of I read it and I'm always like okay almost always it's like I highlight that first paragraph <laughs> yeah or this and then I stop first second paragraph after that it's just a lot of these guys lead this and they have seven or eight of those it just becomes like math mm-hmm. and I'm like oh, okay so. When we come back from break, we're going to jump right over to talk. There are six Knight sects, and we're just going to give a really quick overview of what they are before uh, we depart. And then when we come back for our next episode, you guys will get the glory of uh, this uh, this army and all the cool things it can do. There's a lot of cool things this army can do. Oh, yeah. Really, really good stuff. All right. We'll be right back. Excellent.
Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. And we're back. Hello. Yes, hey. we are. Here we are. Okay. Hi. Hagnar. Yeah. Marathi founded the cult city of Hagnar, and this is the foundation of her entire empire. That's mm-hmm. really what you need to know. Everybody pays their respects to Hagnar. This is the main place. This is your, you know, your, I, I don't know what to call it. It's 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 their biggest... It's like the Azir of the Stormcast exactly. Eternals. Yeah. It's it's their main biggest, most impressive. It's it's where Marathi lives. Yeah, it's like the, their rule is called Daughters of the First Temple. So they're treated as such. There you go. Yep. Uh, Zenthar Kai. Yep. The mortal realms have only recently been exposed to the wrath of the Xanthar Kai, the Blood Saints, the first and most revered of the Scathborn. Now, I love that for centuries, Marathi had her snake ladies in hiding. Yeah. Her secret weapon. Even her own witch elves, many, like, only a select few knew about what was going on with here. Mm-hmm. Um, and even now, now that she's come forward and they've taken the city and they're a part of the city, mm-hmm. she's got them out, but not getting too crazy. Yeah, they're more for fighting and scaring people. Yeah, now she it says now that now that only now that she's claimed the power of a goddess does she openly parade them around. Um it's just yeah, now they're out in the open. Yeah, so these are the they're you know, there's it's called Xanthar Kai. These are the their rules called Cain's Essence. So they're kind of like, you know, they're supposed to embody that, you know. I like that there's no temples in mm. Xanthar Kai. Yeah. Uh, they don't have a temple. Instead, they take the ruins of Neftal, a sect of some renown destroyed by Slaneshi demons during the Cathtrar duel. Mm-hmm. Uh, this overlooks the cursed drift of the lands, a site of terrible fighting during the Age of Chaos when Marathi and her canines battled the fearsome greater demon Luxus the Keeper. Yeah. And basically, what is this? Uh, it's said that she still fears her ancient foe's return and has tasked them to maintain a constant vigil over the site of their greatest victory in case he should want to tear his way into reality that way again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Snake Lady models are probably the coolest thing in this army. Yeah, they're really neat. And they're super good in the game. Well, yeah, you know, they're the new things and they made them really good. And they are very, but they're just cool models. They really are. Yeah. Like, I don't mind the witch elf models, you know. They, they look—they're they're perfectly fine models. They're—they're they're great. 
the plastics were better than the metals. You know, they've got a lot of dynamic poses. But if you're not into the witch elf aesthetic, mm-hmm. you know, you either love them or you hate them. These snake models are just rad. <laughs> yeah. Like, they really are well-made, and they're very cool. They're super easy to paint, too. Yeah. What do I know? There's me. Yeah, I've never painted one. I believe you, though. But everything oh, yeah. you paint is super easy to paint. Uh, you are just like Mr. Like, I can just crank this. You are like the assembly line. <laughs> you are like the Andy Warhol Studios of, of, of Warhammer painting. That's right. Get it done. <laughs> uh, what else we got here? Trichiganeth. Right. So these are the executioners. See, and they, uh, they are the sisters of slaughter, but I do like this because they carry a special reverence for the art of decapitation. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is pretty... I like this. Uh, I like this sect because I do like that they've got that sort of executioner sort of stuff. Executioners were some of the some of the coolest stuff They're, from the Dark Elves. Those, those models are really good, too. They, the new ones that came out, the plastic mm-hmm. executioners are awesome. Oh, because so guys, the metal ones were a pain. They were. So these guys are called, uh, their rule is called Bladed Killers. So that's all about arena death pits and, yeah. Yeah, that's what they do, death pit mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, and it's, and basic, and, and a lot of their special rules are about witch elves and sisters of slaughter. Right. So that that's yeah, this is what they are. Uh mm-hmm. the Kraith. Okay. The Kraith aren't these the ones that everybody else is like, you guys go a little too far, or is that somebody else? Uh yeah, it's them. Yeah. Single minded in their pursuit of slaughter, they scorn their fellow cane worshippers for spending so long in prayers when they should be spilling blood. These guys don't even have a temple to go to because their temple is the battlefield. Send mm-hmm. me out to kill. When I am killing I am at one with my God. Just send me out to kill constantly. This is... You know what? This is an interesting thing. Is because I know they worship the God of murder. So mm-hmm. actually their presence on the battlefield is their form of worshiping their God. Right. That's a really interesting take. Is there another race that does that? I mean, the orcs love uh, a good I mean, scrap. The orcs. Yeah, but the they orcs. Just, they're, out, they're not out corn. there. I guess corn. Well, you know. But all the chaos demons are just an extension of him anyway. You yeah. know? But these guys, like, because, you know, like, orcs just love a good scrap. They're not mm-hmm. out there killing because they're out there for the glory of Gorka Morka. They like that stuff, but yeah. they're out for a good scrap. And the ogres are hungry, mm-hmm. and the minions of Nagash are just under his control. Yep. But this is worship for them. This, for the, 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 the I mean... I can't think of another race that the actual act of war is communing with their god. The only one I can think of is corn, you know, because that's that's what you do. You reap skulls for corn. Yes, that's how, that's how that's how you worship corn is you kill stuff. Okay, yeah, because yeah, of, of, the uh, the other three chaos gods are not like that. So yes, corn. Yeah. Like I said, the only the only issue I have with the one with corn is. His followers get sucked into it because if they don't remember, the, they had all that stuff about the the trials yeah. to become. And if you stop giving up skulls, you physically fall apart and get hurt. Well, yeah, eventually you'll probably end up just killing yourself. 
uh-huh. to to you know the last skull you can give is your own. You know, there's there, but there's punishment for non-compliance. There is no punishment for non-compliance here. You could worship in right. the temples. You could spill yeah. the blood air. Them on the battlefield is a commune, communing with their god, or at least yeah. that's how they feel. And once yeah. again, like I said, so much of corn. I mean, if you're talking about human followers of corn, then yes. But once again, they kind of get into it, and then they're trapped in a cycle. Yeah. There is no trap here. They are just at one. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I just think it's. I think it's an interesting concept. I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, it's, their their one is called disciples of slaughter. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, it's. It's just a. It's something that I really look at. And I'm like, wow, this is just. It's such a weird thing to think that that would be. Their. This is how they mm-hmm. most openly express their their actual souls and spirits. It's just in straight up murder. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Bathing myself in blood. Yes, I am at one with the universe. It's like, wow, that's <laughs> just kind of messed up. <laughs> uh, the Kaelbron, they are secretive, which is fitting because they worship the assassin killer. Yeah. They are really good with the Ulguin magic of obfuscation. And they are Marathi spies. Yeah. Um, although now she's worried about their spies because <laughs> you got to get a little paranoid somehow there. Um, and if, if if she starts to worry too much about any of the Kale Braun, she will uh, send out the Scathborn. Mm-hmm. Because when in doubt, just kill everything. Yeah. So their one is called Masters of the Shadow Paths. These are guys are supposed to be like the sneaky assassin, you know, yeah. Killers, you know, because they can actually teleport around the battlefield, which is cool. That is a cool bit of ability. Mm-hmm. What was uh Hold on. Let me find. There's the list. We didn't cover uh, Hagnar. Oh, the other one's really good. Um, Hagnar. Oh, that's right. Hagnar gets to, you know, the rules that you get all the every battle yeah. round, you get a new bonus. They get yep. to count it as one further. So they get extra bonus. Right. Uh, Keltnar can retreat and charge. Yeah, it's super good. Oh, we haven't talked about them yet. We have not. But uh, the Drachy Ganath, they, can, they get the extra rend if they charge. Um, and the Kraith, they can fight again on a four-up after they fight, which is pretty good. Only Sisters of Slaughter. So once again, yeah. it's going in there with right. the Sisters of Slaughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are the those and those are the extremists. Those are the people that everybody else thinks is crazy. Why not give them... So... <sighs> and the Xanthar Kai... They can, uh, they can they can fight before they're when they're slain they can fight again. You know I don't like that rule. Mm. I've never liked that rule. I don't like a rule that has to trigger when my guys are dying. Like I know it's great to get that extra attack when you're dying, but right. it re- it necessitates my dying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what, that, that's, the, that's what the hallowed knights do in the stormcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's super good. It is super good, I, but I it's like with uh, it the other day. It's die. super good. I just love the Kraith one. Friendly yeah. Sisters of Slaughter. After they fight on a four-up, they fight again. It's all, mm. Now, they get the strike last, so... Yes. But still... Yeah, so, so they fight, then they get attacked, and they can fight again on whoever's left. That's the problem with the Sisters of Slaughter and the Witch Elves. Is if they get attacked, they die easy. Yes. I'm just trying to think. Because you can do... And their battle line, you can do just a ton of them. Yes, they die easy, oh, yeah. but yeah. there's a but ton of them. And you're gonna have a, right, you're going to have a whole mess of them, yeah. I just, I don't, I mean, it's it's weird, and this we'll talk about next episode, 
Because mm-hmm. I just look at them both. I'm like, so which one is better? Which elves or Sisters of Slaughter? Yeah. And that's mm. the big, I mean, to me, that's a big question because yeah, I mean, that's it, it the... changes up a little bit of their stuff that, you know, um, I'm just trying to figure out which is great. But I love this rule for the for the Kraith. But let's talk uh, about Keltnar and then we'll wrap it up. Yep. This is the rising power of the Cainite cult, the sect whose ambitious ruthlessness echoes that of their goddess. They reside within the Temple of Iron Shard. That's the one that she made where they make the knives out of. Mm-hmm. Um, the bladesmiths of Keltnar have perfected the art of crafting masterful weapons known as the Curieth uh, from this metal. So, that, yeah, and that's, so yeah, those are the guys who make the super right. weapons. And right, what so was, it gives them retreat and charge. That's actually not bad. That's good. Their enemies are confused by the, you know, the um, umbrium or whatever. Oh, that's okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's friendly Keltnar units, so the whole army can retreat and charge. Army. So you don't know where they're coming from, what's happening. And there's a lot of charge bonuses in this army. There's just a lot of bonuses. Yeah, a lot I of mean, little extras that you can start piling up. Yeah, I mean, one of the best things they do is is Marathi's command trait, which is. Which is pretty good. <laughs> well, did you, did you want to talk about that, or were we leaving it? Th- I know we're not doing I mean, the we, rules yet. We're not doing war right now, but her her command trait is her worship through bloodshed is is one of the main reasons why people play this army. Really? Oh yeah. Okay, now I gotta go look it up. Uh, it uses command ability if the unit is part of your army in the battlefield. Uh, it must be a friendly daughter's of Cain unit. It can. Shoot, or if it's within three inches of an enemy unit, it can fight. In the hero phase. Oh, it's one of those. Oh, yeah. So you could double down on the size of a unit. Yeah. Reinforce it, just got, it twice. I believe it, ju- I believe it just got nerfed in the latest uh, update. Oh, well, we'll have to check that out. Mm. But that's the lore. Yeah. That's the lore. Um, <laughs> wow. I kind of... Yeah, there wasn't too much new ground in there. A lot of the stuff we knew from Broken Realms Marathi or other, you know, Broken Realms books. I mean, it's, it's told not- really well, though. And oh, like yeah. I said, it, it it really has the feel of from what we've heard from before about this. Suddenly, all her bad luck was actually an opportunity in disguise that she already knew about. This, yeah. It feels like there's been that repainting of the lore from her own uh, agents in this part, and I really, oh, sure. I, I really <laughs> appreciate that. I really yeah. like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun, and this is, yeah. Reading through this list, I was just like, oh, I, I kind of. This is a cool army. This is a yeah. really cool army, and they've got a lot of good choices. Like I was going through this, going, "Wow, this is this yeah, is really they have, interesting." They have quite a few war scrolls, which is refreshing. You know, a lot of the books we've been covering, there's not too many. Um, they've got some of the best endless spells too. Like they're all of them are good. <laughs> yeah, there's there's just a lot of cool stuff going on in this army. Uh, my yeah. biggest problem is as I'm going through it, I don't know even. Like what I want. There's so much stuff to pick from, and it's like, mm-hmm. and everything has its own thing it can do at this point. The only thing that I didn't see a ton of use for, and I know it does have a use, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it, I just I kind of feel bad for the unit. Is that 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 cavalry unit of the dudes? All the Doomfire warlocks. Yeah, they've got their. I mean, they might be great. I don't know, but I look and say, oh, they're that. And Marathi has already cursed them to be uh, crippled and weak blooded, and then she puts the sigil on their head which kind of tortures them and keeps them from being able it's like oh it sucks to be you guys yeah I don't what's even want cool, to put you in my army what, what's cool about them is if you're not going to take Marathi you just take a bunch of these dudes like a couple like three units of these guys mm-hmm. and that's all that's what you need for unbinds oh cool 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 right. cool alright well I think that's it yeah I think that's it it was a shorter episode but that's okay <laughs> I don't have yeah, a problem I mean, with that, you know. I mean, we've got uh, that's the lore, you know. And uh all right, so let's wrap this up. Uh want to thank the sponsors uh once again. Uh KSR Superstore, Six Squared Studios and Grognards. And want to thank once again our Patreon sponsors. You guys who are part of the 1% who make all of this possible. Associate producers Christopher Sanders and Jake C, executive producers, Colin Miller and Scott Milne. Uh, thank you all for being, uh, being, being who you are. It's wonderful. Thank you so much yeah. for being patrons. Thanks, guys. All right. So I think that's it. So um, cool. You and I will be, I think, recording the rest of this like probably next week. Get this out of the way before yeah. we got to record before Fourth of July weekend because it's Fourth of July weekend, <laughs> and Fifth of July is my wife's birthday. So oh, nice. There will be no. There will be no. It's going to be. I'm going to be with family all weekend, so going to try to get that done early. And then I guess we've got. I'm well. Skaven and uh, Skaven and Sylvaneth. Sylvaneth just popped up. Yep. So more more to talk about, folks. More, just guys, it just keeps on coming. Yeah, it's going to be like that for a, a while. Yeah. Ugh, if I had known it was going to be this quick, I would have said we should have had a, a toolbox in here. But you know, we'll figure that out. Maybe we'll just do a garage. If we don't do one for a while, we'll do like a, a short bonus episode of just the toolbox just to put That'd be out fun. what we've been doing. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Folks, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful know no despair except in failure. Or Sigmar! There you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's <laughs> we'll try it.